0: Hey, Pete, the planner here. Um, Listen, I've been working on something for 15 years, and I'm so excited to introduce it to you. It is called Hey Money, and the whole point of it is this. You should not have to pay thousands of dollars a year to talk to a financial expert about your financial life and to get answers to the questions that you so badly need, and that is why we created Hey Money for about 20 bucks a month. We can help you with all aspects of your financial life, short of... Investment decisions, that's right. I'm just telling you how it is. Don't call us and say, hey, should I invest in this or that? That's not what we do. And let's be honest, those aren't the questions that keep you up at night. We can help you figure out how to get out of debt, to pay for college, how to uh, put together a budget, how to do all sorts of things. If you like this show, which of course you do, that's why you're listening, then get Hey Money, and I've got a special offer code 10% off radio. Use the offer code Radio. For 10% off for podcasts and radio listeners only. Go to callhaymoney.com. That's callhaymoney.com. Offer code radio. Good
1: day. Yeah. This is the people living day to day. You're listening
0: to Pete the Planner.
1: Steady steady
0: This week on the Pete the Planner show, we answer your money questions. Here's how the show works. You email us, ask Pete at PeteTheplanner.com. That's Ask Pete at petetheplanner.com. will answer your question on the air. Dame, speaking of air, I want to give a shout out to some of our other affiliates this week W I O U in Kokomo. And and people are thinking, oh, it's a financial show and you have an affiliate called W I O U. Yeah, we do. We we should. I don't know. We should have a WCOD as well, cash on delivery, but we don't. Also, hello to uh, WTRE in Greensburg. Hopefully, my uh, college roommate's family, the Crane family, is listening in Greensburg. And, of course, WAWK, the—oh, I'm calling it the Hawk. I don't know if it's called the Hawk, but don't you think WAWK should be the Hawk? I'm pretty sure it is the Hawk. Mm, Well, good. All right, Dame. Good news. I come to you with good news. Hello, Daniel. Good day to you. I have good news to you, Damien. I'm waiting. Okay. So first of all, I don't like forcing good news. Like I don't like to say, well, let's look for some things that are positive during the midst of what is one of the most difficult times in our country's history. And while I do have good news, I don't want people to think that I'm dismissive of this, you know, the really important Uh, Movement going on in our country right now. We stand with the Black community and we stand for equity and justice. But there's some really good financial news that we need to talk. That doesn't take away from that, Uh, Dame. The stock market is fine and it's always been fine. But now we have the data to say it's been fine this whole time. It just wanted to scare the bejesus out of us.
2: Yeah, wasn't that fun that we got to experience that uh, uh, that little pucker moment uh, earlier this year, and then all of a sudden. Well, gosh, uh, congratulations to those of you who didn't do anything with your portfolios. It worked out OK.
0: And I think it, It you know, today we're going to be talking about both in this first segment, the economy and the stock market. But it is so vitally important to separate the two when you think about them, because if you don't and they're both bad, like they've been for the last couple months, you may act when you shouldn't act. And if you were able to separate out the market from what was bad about the economy, then you can do exactly what you just said, Dame, which is nothing, to do nothing. The NASDAQ index, as of Friday midday on the 5th of June, is up over 10% for the year. The S&P 500 now is only down 1% or 2% for the year. It was down 37% percent earlier this year. And you sent me an article earlier this week. The last 50 days have been the most robust 50 days in the history of the S&P
2: 500. If somebody would have told you 60 days ago that we had a legitimate shot at ending the year up, up in the stock markets, what would you have said? I, I, I mean, despite the fact that we we're trying to get the point across
0: to just leave your money alone, I would say it would probably have been down five to ten percent for the year. That would have yeah. been my guess.
2: Yeah, I don't think any reasonable person would have expected, and it still may. Right? We don't know. We we don't know what the future holds, but to be where we're at so quickly, I don't think anybody would have even wagered a a, a bet on that, regardless of the odds. Okay, so what's important to, 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 for people to hear
0: right now? is that the market is, is currently doing fine. The stock market is currently doing fine. And now if you think, oh, well, what do I care, that's fine. You can feel that way, but the fact remains the same. As it stands, June 5th, the weekend of June 6th and June 7th, the stock market is fine. Let's move on to the economy. Damien, I'll tell you, this week, I've been shocked by uh, two different jobs reports. First, there was the ADP private payroll report that expected seven uh, pardon me 8.75 million jobs to to have been eliminated in may 8.75 million jobs well when the report came out the estimates were not only wrong they were almost criminally wrong 2.76 million jobs were lost and of course disclaimer disclaimer genuine heartfelt disclaimer I'll, i'm not excited that 2.76 million people lost their jobs But I'm grateful that it wasn't
2: 8.75 million. Yeah, there's the calculation of these numbers is uh, not always as easy as what you would expect them to be. So when people are off, that's okay. I, I it's it's reasonable to be off. However, to be off that much is truly surprising. It was surprising.
0: Only followed by this morning when we're recording, uh, J- June 5th, the jobs report came out. We were expecting to see that there was going to be close to a 20% unemployment rate. And Dame, unemployment fell from 14% in the country, which was the last last measured in early May for April, to 13 point something and change jobs actually came back in may and i'm dumbfounded i i can't believe
2: it i I really thought we were going to bleed jobs through july it's really interesting to see how this is unfolding there are going to be books and papers and studies done on this time period for decades to come there will be entire chapters probably dedicated in textbooks in college to this very time, because there were all sorts of things that were done very quickly as far as stimulus and public assistance payments that were thrown out there uh, for, for businesses to try and capture uh, the employees and give them a chance to come back as soon as they could to keep the businesses afloat, among a whole bunch of other things. And to see that it seems to have worked so far, uh, you know, at least blunted the the effect of what could have been truly horrible. I mean, it was really bad, don't get me wrong, but it could have been truly disastrous for our, our economy. And this is just interesting
0: stuff. I, I think that what you said is the key is this blunted the effect of the direction we were heading. Th- that's what was scary about this, is that there was no end in sight. And let's also say, this ain't over. <laughs> we got millions of people that are unemployed and struggling tens of millions of people who are unemployed and struggling. So we're not saying it's over. We're just saying, look, we, we've been getting bad news after bad news. Damn. I want to tell you about the four things that have just, just kicked us all in the face in, in the last few months, a pandemic, a incredible recession, a stock market crash, and, uh, the racial injustice that people are finally recognizing on a bigger scale, that you can't just be not racist, you need to be anti-racist, which is a a really important distinction. And and everything that's come with that, the, the fight for that, those four things have beaten us up. So to get a little bit of good news, to say, you know what, the economy has blunted its downward trajectory, I'm okay with that. Now, I still think July will be one of the nastiest times in the history of our country from an economic perspective. And it's because of what this jobs report today will cause. And it will cause no more stimulus. There, I'm telling you now, there will be no stimulus. There's no chance. Vice President Pence did say today that they're still talking about it. No way. There will be no stimulus because uh, they're not going to want to go deeper into debt when we just got a shocking jobs report, it's not gonna happen. So whatever you have now is what you're gonna have to
2: ride with. And and that's what scares me about July. It's gonna be really interesting to see how quickly businesses can get plugged back in as soon as all of the restrictions are off. So if we can get those spun up and get uh, people reemployed, uh, maybe we've got a shot at this, but it's gonna be really telling.
0: Yeah. And I think with the other side of this too is where people are starting to get some confidence in leaving their house, right? Mm -hmm. You and I have been talking all week about going to our son's baseball practices and how it made us feel like humans again. And you see people on TV protesting uh, peacefully and you see some other folks that are are looting, which is certainly a distinction, but the people peacefully protesting, they're standing right next to people. So that actually gives you confidence. You can go out whether you should or not. So I think there's a lot to be said going forward about what happens with COVID-19. So coming up after the break, though, we're we're going to switch directions. We're going to talk about house hacking. That's next. I'm Pete the Planner. back on the Pete the Planner show answering your money questions Dame, we had a great question come in over this weekend Oz, our wonderful co-worker put it in the system for us and now I'm simply stalling so I can find it Dame, this is about house hacking what to do Dear Pete, my soon-to-be fiancé and I will most likely move in together within a few months of the engagement ho ho ho, oh, ho. getting some milk never mind Uh, Together, we make around $110,000 per year, not including my overage expenses. We live in Mobile, Alabama, which is not a very expensive housing market. We can rent a fairly nice apartment for around $750 per month, but I really like the idea of house hacking. I've looked for duplexes, triplexes, and quadplexes to buy so we can live in one unit and rent out the others. I would need a property management company to run the day-to-day since I travel so much. In your humble opinion, what? When have I ever expressed a humble opinion? Uh, What should we do? Fork over rent each month or look for a rental property that will allow us to pay the mortgage so we can save more money each month? I know rental properties come with a lot of headaches and responsibilities, so I look forward to hearing your opinion. Oh,
2: what do you think, Dave? If my wife and I had to do it over, I think this is a route that we would have chosen after we were married. Uh, instead of having an apartment and then buying our first house, I think we probably would have looked for this type of opportunity to buy a you know, duplex, triplex, whatever, and, and just let somebody else pay our mortgage for us and build some equity in a rental property. And then if we want to keep it and use it as a, an investment tool for ourselves, great. If we want to sell it, move on and take that equity and, and get a, a, a single family home. Fantastic. It, the times were considerably different when we got married, uh, than they are now. And there may be potentially renter issues or making sure that you've got the guy, all of your, uh, units, uh, filled. However, uh, man, I, I really am attracted to this idea when you're just getting started. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so for those joining
0: us here uh, on the Pete the Planner Show, house hacking is when you just basically uh, live in a multi-door home. Uh, The more doors, the better, they say. The more front doors, the better, because it means there's multiple families living there uh, in different sections of the uh, complex, a duplex, a triplex, a quadplex. And that way, those rent payments, if not completely take care of your mortgage payment come pretty darn close Mm. and so dame i'll say this i I have been a landlord have you been a landlord have we talked about this before i have not so i have I, i was a landlord up until december of this year so october of 07 to december of this year this past year um it's not great i mean it's 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 not great if you have the patience for it, if you have the handy handiness of it, maybe. But man, I the, the disputes of I don't have rent or now we're three months behind on rent. and no matter how contractually obligated you are to someone or someone is obligated to you, it is not for me. And I, I'm just you know, I like to be as honest and, and unhypocritical as possible in this show. House hacking is not for me, but it could be for someone else. And that's always tough when I have to give advice of, I wouldn't do it, but you should. Like, I find that to be weird. It's just not my lifestyle. But if you don't mind living next to someone and dealing with the fact that they may not pay you, and you deal with the the repair costs and maintenance costs of those homes, yeah, go right ahead. I don't think it provides a lot of privacy, but if privacy is not what you currently value in your life, Dame, I think it can make a lot of
2: sense. I will share with you and everybody listening that after my parents got divorced uh, when I was a kid, uh, my dad did this very thing, bought a, a small triplex and lived in one of the units and rented the other two out. And it worked out okay. You are exactly right. There was a ton of maintenance. I remember more than once doing roof repairs, trying to make sure everything was okay. And, uh, you know, Creating a, a new laundry room and putting an extra bedroom in one of the, the units, and I, there was a lot of work that went into that. And I, I was designated the, uh, the the lawn maintenance crew at a very young age. I still didn't get paid a lick for that. I'm not bitter, <laughs> uh, but there's there's a lot of effort. Uh, a, a management company can take care of some of that for you, or at least uh, get it um, uh, take care of the administration side of that. But there's a cost that comes to that, and you've got to make sure that you've got the money. Uh, if it, if the uh, unit doesn't cash flow that by itself to to pay for any maintenance and whatnot that may come along with it, you got to reconsider it. But there's it's not just as simple as going out finding the house that you love and getting qualified for a mortgage and, and buying it. There are multiple considerations to think about when you're going this direction
0: yeah it's it's blended goals right there's home ownership which is interesting not throwing your money away at rent which we'll talk about in a second and then there's the investment property aspect of it which actually requires you to have quite a bit of capital set aside because of what you just said in terms of maintenance now dame you know i do uh different events with financial advisors all over the country and for their clients. And we talk, we do sort of actually this exact software that people are seeing on Facebook live. But if you're listening on the radio, Damon and I are actually looking at each other on this particular piece of software. So I do this all the time and you wouldn't believe the number of very smart financial advisors that hold on to the idea that renting is throwing your money away nearly 100% of the time Uh, to us renting is not necessarily throwing your money away. It can be the more prudent decision for people who don't have savings and for people that want flexibility in their life. If if you buy a home that doesn't hold its value or doesn't increase in value, then you could arguably be wasting your money, especially if there's maintenance
2: issues. Sure. Or if you're in the position, uh, it sounds like uh, this the person who rode in where they travel a lot, they may get transferred to another location, not in the not too distant future if you're in a job where you are expected to change locations every five-ish years or so man buying a house and hoping that the markets time itself out right that you can sell that house when it's time to change locations that can be a risky deal so renting may be a great opportunity for you to uh, get acclimated to the community and if things work out and you're going to be there for a foreseeable period of time then you buy the house so don't uh, don't dismiss renting out of hand. You are not throwing your money away. You are buying yourself flexibility.
0: A couple other elements to this house hacking idea here on the Pete, the Planner show. Number one, uh, mortgage rates are about to go up with this jobs report coming in. I already read an article this morning that we you know the last two weeks we've had historical lows on mortgage rates, but you're going to start to see them. Um, you know, I was going to say trinkle back up, but that's not what <laughs> trickle. Trinkle. Trinkle not a word, whatever you say. Uh, And the other element to this is in in a recessionary environment where there's high unemployment, like there still is, right? We got got good unemployment numbers this week, but they're still bad, right? They're relatively good to what they could have been. Dame, people missing out on rent payments is a major financial risk for small-time landlords like I used to be. My wife and I, uh, Mrs. Planner, uh, we have talked uh, a lot in the last couple of months about just how thankful we are we sold that because the stress of someone not paying us is very real so if you're going to get into house hacking it's not just about your risk tolerance and your ability to handle whatever your income allows your expenses to buy but you're involving someone else's financial garbage into your life and i say that respectfully it's rough it's
2: not great and if you can't say no to somebody or hold them accountable to getting you the money that they owe you, being a landlord is probably not for you. You're going to have to make some really tough decisions and maybe do some stuff that you're uncomfortable with. But if you're going to make any money at that game, you got to be able to do it. In
0: the 20 seconds I have left, I will tell you my worst landlord story. It was uh, my daughter who's now 11 was I think in utero right? She wasn't here yet. And uh, my guy had, was three months behind, Otis, like almost $6,000. I just remember just yelling at the phone, on him on the phone. It was just not a great situation. Did not go well. Anyway, good story. <clears throat> Coming back after the break, more of the show. I'm Pete the Planner. This is
1: for the people, and this is for the people, and this is for the people, and this is for the people. Right on, right on, right on,
0: right on, right on. Back on the Pete the the Planner Show. Thanks for listening along, no matter where you're listening. If you're following us along on Facebook Live, if you are listening to our podcast, which comes out on Tuesdays, wherever podcasts are sold for free, or one of our affiliates, WIBC, WTRC 953 in Michiana, or uh, WIOU in Kokomo, a few others. Thank you so much for listening. Dame, here's the next question Dear Pete, I'm 34 years old, married, and have three young boys. Upon graduation, I landed a job at a growing and thriving company within the infrastructure industry. That's a lot of words. I have no idea what that means. Twelve years later, I'm still at the same company at a higher position. My current work situation is that I put in 55 to 60 hours a week on a weekly basis, (laughs) and I've been doing so consistently for many years. I'm fortunate to be paid on an hourly wage. So that there is motivation to keep working long hours although I recently am getting a gut feeling I may be time it may be time for a change by no means am I unhappy at my current company but about two months ago I just got the feeling it's time for a change and that feeling still lingers I like the word linger uh, a change of job would likely mean switching to a competitor working the same hours having similar job responsibilities and with nearly the same pay based on recruiters who have reached out. Recruiters can do that to your head, man. Totally. They can pump all sorts of uh, propaganda in your head. The primary difference between my current company and my potential future company is the 401k benefit. My current company's 401k match is based on company performance and does not have a maximum. For instance, during the 2018 calendar year, I was able to contribute 16500 and my company matched 11800 <laughs> Gina. the match varies from quarter to quarter and during my 12 years the average has been between 65 cents match per dollar contributed my fear of switching jobs now is that i could potentially potentially miss out on tens of thousands of free money that would have 20 to 30 years to grow until retirement all other companies i've looked at only have the more common match programs that are five percent to ten percent overall and i am am i right to think of that regardless of my gut feeling should I ride this wave another five or 10 years just to take advantage of the 401k? Michael, I love this question. I I, I love this question. I think when you compare jobs, too often people don't look at things like this. And I'm just going to say it. If this guy leaves and leaves something like that behind, it will have a hundreds of thousands of dollar difference, if not a million dollar difference when it's all said and done. I could do the math,
2: but I'm not into it. This is really tricky because you feelings stink uh, when when you get here because uh, you, you you can't put your finger on it but you feel like you need to do something you don't have a great reason to do it and then you start looking at other opportunities and eh, they're about the same but I know what I got I know what I got here and I know what it's going to give me if I stay here but there's still that nagging feeling that I gotta bail and do something else that's horrible I, I'm the same boat as you Pete I, I think It's got to be really good opportunity to walk away from a 401k that matches like that. If if everything, uh, I'll throw some some big fancy words out there. Ceteris paribus, if all other things are equal, I know. Whoa, it's hard to make a change on something like that.
0: So I know people typically come to me for financial advice and fitness advice, but today. fitness pizza in my mouth but today i want to give some career advice some uns actually this he did solicit the career advice i was about to say unsolicited career advice let me tell you how i think okay now i've never worked for anyone i think that's really important for people to understand i more or less have worked for myself my entire adult life and employed other people uh, friends like damien all right but here's the thing number one you you don't have to dismiss or or um dispose of what isn't bringing you joy anymore to acquire joy. You can add things. You can add a hobby. You can add uh, interests. For instance, when I was a financial planner, I thought, man, I'd like to write. So then I added uh, a blog, and then I added um, a newspaper column, and a radio show, and TV, and then I started writing books, and then I started doing... And then and it's, it's. I'm saying this because... If you get bored, reinvent the role you're in. You don't have to throw it away and throw away everything that comes with it. And I'll also say, this is a prime opportunity to take a leadership role within the organization that you're currently in to say, look, I know I'm moving up the ladder here, but I'm gonna go to work with even more initiative and say, hey, how can I go to your boss? How can I help us win? Because if you want to be charged back up, if you, want to, if you want to get that pep talk in your life or your career, create it yourself. Go to your boss or go to your boss's boss and said, I'm committed to this place, but I want to impact it even more. Like That's what you do. That's what I love about our organization, Dame, is that it feels like just about everyone within our organization comes and says that to you or to me or anyone else is that they want to make an impact and they make that decision. And then we can help them make an impact for both us and for their own career.
2: If they had said you know, they're currently working 55 to 60 hours a week, but they expect to do that at other places too, if they had said that they could have gotten a 40-hour a week job with the same type of um, income and benefits and whatnot, then I think it becomes a serious question to consider because 55 to 60 hours a week will grind on you uh, eventually. You've really got to love the place you're at and the job that you're doing to make that tenable in the long term but if you are going into it knowing that that's just going to be the deal wherever you are at then you have to look at what you can control outside of work and you have to be very intentional with how you're spending your time whether that's the new hobby or, or the uh, with kids or, or whatever that may be make sure that you are using that time to the best of your ability to do what gets you uh, reinvigorated engaged keeps your family dynamic and in great shape um and it's it's almost like another job because you are dedicating a lot of your life to uh your work and, and making a good income for your family. However, uh, once you're outside of the walls of that office, you got another job you gotta handle. So um if that's a commitment that you're willing to take, then yeah, let's let's just pay attention to both sides of it and and do what's gonna keep you fresh and going forward. For I think and
0: let's add some pragmatism to this too yes a a company may come along and be able to headhunt you and get you in the door for similar money but in a time of uncertainty which we're nowhere even close to clearing up although we've had good signs this week from an economic and stock market perspective from a from a time of uncertainty i would rather ride with people i know than go into an organization where you don't know if they're flailing you don't know if they can make their numbers you and that's terrifying to me is that just reinvent yourself within the role, like a personal renaissance. It, some call it a midlife crisis. And, and sometimes when you have a midlife crisis that is, happens to you as opposed to one you choose, then you lose control. But if you strategically choose a reinvention, do it. Dame, you said it best. It's not like he's cutting to 40 hours a week. This is a true apples to apples switch, and the only orange in the bunch is the 401k. And I couldn't think of how to extend the metaphor in a catchy way.
2: Well, you'll figure it out. But when we're off right. the air, yeah. Well, it's this is a pretty straightforward decision in my book. There's there's really not a better option that that he's presented for us. And so I think you stick where you're at, especially given the times, and you uh, reevaluate as needed you know uh for those that are listening on the radio or
0: podcast we, we live stream this on fridays noon eastern on pete the planner facebook page and one of the people following us along right now in the moment katie may have had better suggestion than both you and i dame she says just maybe this guy just needs a good vacation to unwind and reset
2: yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah yes maybe you do maybe maybe it take two weeks in a row if you're allowed to do that and you just disconnect and especially in what we're all going through right now, in our society, in our economy, in the market, and like get away, just disconnect from technology and don't do anything for two weeks. I like it. Thank you, Katie. All right, listen, coming up after the break, biggest waste of money of the week. And there's a lot of current events when it comes to the financial world right now. So we're going to tackle all of that. Dame's going to read the current events this week. I'm just going to listen and react. Okay, I'll read them sorry uh, I'm Pete the planner this is the show coming back next biggest waste of money of the week the blom in just a moment
1: this is for the people, and this this this
0: this week's is biggest for waste people. uh money of the week right here on the Pete the planner show is jackson lane shake and wake face wash it doesn't get more travel friendly than the jackson lane shake and wake face wash rather than a cream of liquid this gently cleanser this gently cleanser start oh cleanser is a noun what well that the copy doesn't make sense damien this gently cleanser start out as starts out as a powder wouldn't it be gentle yes This gentle cleanser starts out as a powder. Here's the thing. I've never made a typo, everybody, ever, ever. Even in a newspaper column read by millions of people, I've never made a typo (laughs) that my editor didn't catch. And then I caught hell from the readers. And my email address has never happened to me. Have I told you what the most frustrating thing about writing a column is? When the editor chooses the headline that does not, A, capture the essence of the piece, or B, is clearly clickbait that makes every reader who just reads the headline hate the writer. It is the worst. That's why I never read my own columns after I put them out. Anyway, just add water and the fruit enzyme formula lathers into a rich foam that gently exfoliates the skin, removing dirt and oil while leaving behind vitamins B, C, and E. It's free of drying chemicals and scrubbers and is mellow enough to use day and night. This is Apparently primarily made for men, Damien, it's 1.76 ounces because it's travel size and it's $34 dollars. Damien, look, here's the thing. I'm not an attractive person. The people on Facebook can see this right now. There's not a lot happening here where that I'm aesthetically pleasing, but I'll tell you, can you just like do, do we need like $34 face cleanser?
2: I certainly don't. I've, that seems like a gross misappropriation of money for me. I want to be clean. I mean, I will wash my face. Sure, if I have to. How's your uh, your your hand washing uh, regimen still going? That's that? a
0: good question. So early in this pandemic, man, I had more moves than Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation video. Like, I could <sighs> I could get in there. I could do stuff. I would walk up to my sink, and it would call me Miss Jackson. I was doing amazing things. And in the in the sink is nasty, and so but now I've slipped. I've slipped, like, I just, I go in, turn on the faucet, one pump, rinse, done. And I'm like, I'm not ready to go back in this dirty society
2: we live in yet. How's your hand washing? Uh, Your, what you've just described is probably the the top tier for me right now. Uh, It's just hand washing is, I don't know if I'm at home all the time. Who am I spreading germs to? My kids who already have my germs? Exactly. By the way, Facebook
0: uh, uh, Live, is, which we stream on uh, when we do the show, uh, Michael says you need another microphone. It does look like you're at a press conference. Uh, yeah, I know. I, you know, Dame. What's in current events this week? You Sorry. missed the transition. What's in current events
2: this Sorry. week?
0: I was getting the joke. It micro-
2: Getting another microphone. Sorry, oh, that joke it, had They're ended. Too long. Sorry. What is in current events this week? More than half of college students probably can't afford college due to COVID-19. You know, I've been thinking about this. We've been
0: talking about this, but let's talk about why. Is it because their their parents have lost their jobs or is it that, by the way, 50% of kids can never actually afford college and they had to borrow money? Or is it that market investments fell and therefore that money has disappeared, which by the way isn't true if you listen to our first segment. So, Dane, why all of the sudden are 50% of college
2: students blaming COVID for their lack of affordability for college? Uh, it says nearly 40% of parents have tapped their uh, child's college fund to help cover expenses due to economic fallout from No the pandemic, way. How many people? To, uh, according to LendingTree. No. No way. I'm just reading the articles like you told me to, Pete. Read
0: that stat again because there is no way. I'm not not
2: shooting the messenger here, but there's just no way. Nearly 40% of parents have tapped their child's college fund to help cover expenses due to economic fallout from the pandemic, according to another survey by LendingTree.
0: No way. Do you think that is – there's no way. Damien, look, if anyone knows this, it's you and me.
2: People call us all the time. No one's doing that. What do they consider a college fund, Pete? That's what—that's the question here. Is it just some savings account they've got set aside? Is it a Roth IRA? Is it a 529? I think we need to get a little bit more honed in on what they're considering a college fund before we, we get too quick to dismiss this, I'm sure, very scientific survey that LendingTree put together with a probably not significant uh, statistical sample size. I hate stuff like this because it what it
0: does is This headline clearly made it to our show, it makes it to other shows, it makes it to newscasts, and people feel a certain way about that data, when in fact that data is is arguably misrepresentative of of the truth. There's no way. There's just no way. But here's why. (laughs) For the people who do have college savings for their kids, the unemployment numbers are lower in those income levels and... Those people are also likely to have other assets. No one just has, like, well, I don't have savings, but I do have 40 grand in my account for my kids' college. No one has, no one does that. People who have college savings have other assets. That is phony. I don't know why I care this much, but I've decided to die on this cross.
2: Well, I will. Uh, I'll see if I can do some further research, and we can talk about it. Uh, Don't next waste week. your time. Give me something else to be mad about. Okay, great. Uh, let's see here. Fourteen uh, percent of Americans with retirement savings, both working and unemployed, have already tapped into those funds. This is this is crazy. <laughs> Here's the
0: thing, Damien. I believe that. I believe I I look. I look good, bald. I'm going to be honest here. I'm just looking at myself. Are, are you back to, are, did you, are you razoring again? No. No, I can't do that. It feels okay. weird. Uh, 14, I believe that. But here's why the first story is even stupider. If only 14% of people tapped their retirement, 40% of people tapped their college fund, that makes zero
2: sense. It would be the opposite if it were true. I don't know. We're always telling people that you uh, nobody's going to give you a loan for retirement. So maybe they saw the college fund as the first place to go get some cash to make their ends meet. No one listens to me. You know this. That's true. That's true. Do you okay? Based on my
0: my theory, my argument here. Do you do you truly fourteen percent? That's reasonable.
2: I, I would argue and say that's a little low. Oh yeah, I think that's low. I, I would guess that there are a number of people who didn't get counted who are. Uh, trying to play a, a, a game, you know, getting money out of a, a traditional 401k into some sort of Roth vehicle that are doing this. Um, but there's also a, a ton of people that that felt like they needed some help getting from point A to point B, wherever point B may end for them. And their only resource was the the 401k that they had at their employer. And so that's, that's where they went to get it. I think it's got to be higher than 14%. I do
0: too. I, I would, I would put it just north of 20%. And, and if you just look at unemployment numbers alone, mm-hmm. you, you know, it's going to be higher because when people lose their jobs, especially if they've got a balance of $5,000 or less, a lot of times there's an automatic check that arrives at your house mm-hmm. and then people just cash the check and there you go.
2: Yeah. I mean, if we're, if we're trying to play fair with this, which what's the fun in that, uh, you know, unemployment did come through pretty strong for people. So that, that may have helped quell, uh, the, the, the rush of uh, you know, removing assets from 401ks, but I don't know. It just seems like 14% is a little bit low to me.
0: Uh, damn, I, we're getting close to the end of the show here. we got about a minute left. I, I did want to mention, uh, something our organization is doing, um, uh, until we feel like there is, is justice for people of, any, of all races, any race, I think it's important for the business community to do things that are equitable, to create opportunities for those that are not getting the same uh, equitable opportunities. So we created a scholarship fund at 100 black men of Indianapolis chapter uh, for uh, one of their uh, black students, uh, uh, both young men and young women who go through their financial literacy program as an opportunity to help them uh, pay for college. And we're using some of the proceeds, 10 percent of the proceeds from Hay Money Sales this year to go toward that scholarship. And we may even have some opportunities for our listeners, our readers, people who feel the same to contribute at the same scholarship to make it an even bigger impact for a young person here in 2020. And we're going to do it year after year. So that's what we're doing. Just wanted to put that out there, hopefully to uh, encourage you to do something similar. It's all we have time for on the show this week. I'm Pete the Planner, and this is the show. This
1: is for the people, and this is for the people, and this is for the people. This is for the people. But we gotta do better so we can all live better However, I know it's a struggle But I know we can make it if we try Keep your head up to the sky Get your thing together Quit with the front and in the club With the outfit on that you really can't afford And debt cause you're trying to keep up But you really losing The pain is gaining on you Ain't no sense in pretending if you need help then let somebody know instead of drifting in swept out by the undertow Pay it forward, spread love, gotta help each other out this hole Stay strong in the peace of your soul Some of y'all won't hear me though Too engulfed in the time foolery, just some empty drones Some of y'all would rather switch than fight This much I know, but not I Some of us would rather press on up to the sky This is for the people, and this is for the people And this is for the people, and this is for the people Right on 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 this is for the people and this is for the people and this is for the people and this is for the people uh-huh. right on 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 yeah this is for the people this is for the people and this is for the people, you know this for the people all the communities is for the people right on right on all right on on, right on right on. right uh-huh. on right on right on right on right on right on right on yeah what they say united we stand divided we fall <laughs> it's for the people right here atfu all together for us understand just gonna ride out to this one that's for the people